like I'm having like a like a whatever like I'm in a recording studio basically. Nah, it wouldn't <laughs> sound like that in the studio. Uh, okay, no. my fault. Dude. You know everything, right? No, cause like they put those uh, <laughs> they put those pads on the wall so the sounds don't bounce off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that, but I'm just saying. So it's no echo. Don't, 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 don't try to act like I know everything. Like I'm a know-it-all. That's not you the case. Do. You are a know-it-all. <laughs> you know you're a know-it-all. I'm not a know-it-all. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, bro. You got it. Uh, that's wild. All right. Let's not be dramatic. That was him, ladies. Oh, that was me. That was you. This is my birthday in four days. You gonna do this with me? I am gonna do wow. that. That was my you. Birthday? It's not your birthday today. Fuck you. Fuck you, Trina from Victorious. <laughs> Talking about her birth week. My birth week. No. I you hate Trina? No, I was going to say, I hate people that make their birthday out to be like, oh my God, it's my birthday month. Like, I'm not celebrating your fucking birthday all month with you. Get remember, out the, I'm not going to name them names on here, but you remember the girl from my school who did that? Oh my God. Her. Bruh, it was, <laughs> it was her birthday for like the whole, for like month. three months, bruh. For like three months, bruh. That's crazy. Bruh, shit. Oh, shit. Let me, let me welcome the people in. They might be listening to this talking about some what the fuck. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to another edition of the hottest pod in the streets, a.k.a. the Socially Distant Podcast. I'm your host. Uh, Ragib here with a few of my friends. There's some pretty cool people, you know. We got Kayla here. Yeah, sometimes we sometimes we get pretty cool people. Sometimes we get closest friends. It all depends on. What yeah, it depends on yeah, what it is. We got we got Kayla here. <laughs> we got Josh here. How y'all doing today? Good. I'm chilling. Yeah, yeah, living life out here in the streets. You know, yesterday was a pretty big day <laughs> in life. It was Juneteenth. How did y'all celebrate? Nothing. Well, I'm not black, so <laughs> it's okay. You can still, you can still, you can still celebrate black people. I, on I support in spirit. I'm, I'm there for everyone in spirit. You know, as you should. You know, man. Yeah. I just celebrated by being black, man. That's all. Exactly. I celebrate. So you did. I celebrate hey, Juneteenth every day, man. I'm, I'm a uh, black okay. man. You feel me? <laughs> Uh, I did. I am waiting on my shirt though, uh, that I ordered. So oh, cool. hopefully that hopefully that get here in time. I ordered a shirt like two three weeks ago. Look at you. Yeah. But we have a very <laughs> special event coming up this week. Um, it is Josh's birthday. Josh turning twenty two. Gang gang. June twenty fourth. <laughs> gang gang. You know what I'm saying. That that man stepping up there, you know, he an old man now. You old um, man too. No, nah, he's man. gonna be old. You guys just turned twenty two. I'm gonna be turning twenty three. Damn, old ass head. I can't yeah, wait. I'm, I'm She's stepping into the LeBron year. Facts. So yeah. you know, the twenty the twenty fourth is on what day? It's Wednesday, right? Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday, yeah. Yeah. So um, oh, that's when this episode dropped too. Why you think I put it? So everybody, everybody who uh, everybody who listening right now, go drop, go Wish drop Josh Joshua, and go drop Josh a little Venmo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or or, or so, cash app. You know, 
Mickey Give D. him six dollars and twenty four cents. No, that's <laughs> <tough>. <laughs> or twenty two dollars. Or six hundred and twenty four dollars. That's cool too. Yeah, that's cool. Whatever you know, or or you know. We got 16. all the we got all those cool uh, sugar mamas following us following us on the gram oh, yeah. yeah or or we could, or you could do six thousand two hundred four hundred two six sixty two thousand four hundred dollars and ninety eight cents <laughs> oh and ninety eight cents plus tax get the, get the fuck out of here yeah you just we, yeah. we, we trying to get my we trying to get my man some bread like I, I don't understand yeah but do you think everyone listening to us is gonna do over six grand. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Look, Maybe. we had a better got, shot with just pushing it at the twenty-two dollars. Like, let's just leave it there. We gotta, we gotta listen. We gotta, we gotta put it out there <laughs> for the sugar mamas that's listening. You feel me? True. Because you know they, they, they support us on on the gram. Maybe we should message Absolutely. one of them. Yeah, should I we, said I was, and you were like, nah. That's a good should we like? Should we like message one of them and like ask, like tell them to come on the pod and be like, yo, why you be doing this? <laughs> that would be tough. <laughs> Yeah, bro. I think I think we gonna do that, yo. We should for sure. Yeah, we are gonna have a sugar mama episode and a sugar daddy episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. But anyway, say this. But anyways, um, before we start our episode, we do have a very special interview today. Uh, me and Josh's guys, the two goats of Immaculata University, uh, our guys, Chap and King. You know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, 302 gang, two Delaware natives, the only two people from Delaware that's bearable out here. Because um, <laughs> let's be honest, Delaware low-key a trash state. <laughs> whoa, 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 calm down. Calm down, calm down, calm down. Where you live at now? Where you live at now? It's not, it's not as bad as Jersey. Oh, yeah, no, Jersey is the worst. Jersey is the worst. Mm-hmm. Why you got to pay $5 dollars to come back from Jersey? Right? Like, the you whole know why? city that they have. Cause Jersey broke, PA would never. So we gonna get into that interview, and then we're going to get into the rest of the show. Two very special guests with us uh, on the socially distant podcast. These are two legends, uh, two guys that I've had the pleasure of making their acquaintance over the past few years. The uh, Josh's former teammates. We got a. Uh, Immaculata Greats, Will Chapman, and Mike Pekarski. What's up, y'all? What's up, gang? What's up? What's going on, y'all? How y'all feeling today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Same likewise, bro. Happy to be here. Just happy to be here. Yeah, man. It's been a long time. We've been been trying to get y'all on for a little while, so I'm glad y'all, you know what I'm saying, finally took the time. You know to pull up on us small guys. I know y'all doing big things out here. Yeah, y'all are y'all the goats, man. I see y'all creative space right here with this podcast. So shout out to y'all. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. We not we not about to get into the who who the goat battle because you know we do that when we see each other. <laughs> but you know you know that Spider Man meme, bro. That's how it's gonna be out here. All the time, bro. All the time, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. So um Tell the people a little bit about yourselves before we get started. Do you want to go? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm from Wilmington, Delaware. Um, you know, I went to Immaculata, played basketball. Um, I got a job out of school with uh, financial planning. Um, I'm back at home living, living good, um, just going to work and, you know, working hard. So 
Yeah, it's gonna welcome me personally. We're so, so okay, yeah. That's that's the goat right there too. He's being modest. That's the best <laughs> player to ever come out of Immaculate University, y'all. So that's big facts. You no, know who y'all talking to right here? That's good. <laughs> no, I, I could personally attest. Yeah, real rap. But uh, everybody, I'm, I'm Will Chapman. Came out of Wilmington, Delaware too, just like Mike. Um, went to Congar High School. So shout out to all my Delaware folks. Um, Entered Immaculata in 2014, graduated in 2018. It's uh, a point guard for four years. And I had the pleasure of alongside Josh and Mike here, the two goats. So happy to be here. Um, I, uh, after, after Immaculata, I got a job thanks to Coach Jay. Shout out to him. And so it was important to have connections out here at uh, this company called Radio. So I'm a financial analyst and do a lot of budgeting and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, it's me. Chopper goat in the classroom too. Don't let it get it twisted. He was up there. Don't let him fool you too, because he was a, he was a uh, Hall of Fame dimer on the court too. Yeah, it's a fact, it's a fact. Definitely. So, um, so oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead bro. All right, I was gonna say, um, why did y'all choose Immaculata? Let's just start there at your beginnings. Uh, I choose Immaculata. I definitely wanted to keep playing uh, basketball, and um, you know, I went to St. Elizabeth High School, so it's a small Catholic school. So the only schools I was really looking at to play, um, you know, were smaller schools. I like Immaculata because you know it's close enough to home that uh, you know my parents could watch all the games, which they did, and. Um, I just like the, the campus and the atmosphere when I first visited. Um, I think it's a good a good vibe the first time you see it. You know, it's pretty cool looking campus with the building, uh, you know, the space around there. So that's you know really the reason I chose it. I thought it was a good tool for me to uh, you know develop and you know be you know, stand out instead of you know being a, a number at a different school. Chat. No. Um, so. I mean, wasn't even like my first option, unfortunately. It was kind of like a last second thing. So a couple other schools I was interested in going, uh, fell through at the last minute. And I remember the coach at the time, Terrence, um, I think he saw me my senior year. I think maybe it was a summer league game. We, we talked, he was like, he'll come here. But I mean, I didn't pay no mind. And then comes December my senior year, <laughs> I had to hit his phone like, hey, bro, you got a spot. Uh, so later on, I took a visit. I fell in love with the campus. Uh, I liked how it was a kind of a small school. So I wanted to just be like a, a number. Uh, the teachers would know me on a first name basis. So that was really cool. And yes, kind of played into my decision. So that was kind of like this experience I had with Matthew. Like the first time I visited, I came up and played like pick up with all y'all. I just like felt like that was like the place. It's a good, it's a good family vibe. Yeah, it is. Go cool. ahead. So uh, tell us kind of like what is what it's like being college basketball players, and you know, um, just that lifestyle that y'all was that y'all was living. You know, as student athletes at the uh, at the collegiate level, and uh, and being at Immaculata. Uh, I'll start. Yeah. So I would say it was definitely a grind, man. Like college, I feel like 
I liked it because you had a, a lot of free time when you're not in classes. But with basketball, all your free time, it was either studying or getting in the gym, getting better or having practice. So it was definitely a grind. But I think that kind of helped me stay focused in the classroom, to be honest. And I think that's kind of how I excel. Um, so it's it's difficult, but I think it was worth the challenge. And since we're at a small school like Immaculata, the teachers were real nice, real cool. Um, they would work with you. So they know it's a grind as well. So whenever you needed extra help or you needed extra time for something, they would accommodate you. So I think that was one of the coolest things about being at a small school. So yeah, um, to go along with Chop, I think my fault. The answer too, and I don't know. Good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, so go along with Chop. I think uh, you know being a student athlete is a lot harder than people think. Um, like those first few years, freshman and sophomore year, you know you're supposed to do all these workouts and you do all with the team and stuff, but you know you got to do the the individual one you know, on the side. You know, me and Chop a lot of morning. You know, as we got older. You know, be in a room, shooting around, getting stuff, you know, before classes or something. That's, I feel like I didn't know that going in. You know, the first couple of years, you, know, you see right. other people doing it, and uh, you know, you don't, you don't think you should be doing it. You think maybe too good or something around it. Um, so like with the teachers and everything, Chap said they definitely give you that space and help you with extra time to do if you need it. So I think being a student athlete definitely has its benefits to it. Yeah, just just one more just to go off pay, like with being a student athlete is what you put into it, what you got out of it. And that's the same way in a job and the real world. So that's the coolest part about it. if you go hard in basketball and you can see the thoughts, you work out as much as you can, you'll get better. If you spend your time in the classroom, you'll get smarter. So it's definitely what you get out of it. And uh, I think that kind of helped with my transition into the corporate America, too. So. Shout out to basketball and being a student athlete is well worth it. Yeah. So as um college athletes, you know, it's a lot of talent, even even at the D3 level, clearly. So when y'all got to school, like what was that moment where y'all was like, oh shit, it's not high school no more? Uh bro, I remember it was it had to be the first or second week uh, I was on campus. We um had this one guy, my freshman year, this dude named Mamadou. He was a beast, bro. He was like, sit, you guys, you know what I'm talking about. He's six, yeah. three, probably two, three. Yeah. He's, a, he's a monster. And I mean, we had dudes that height in, in high school, but it was nobody that strong. I think the first thing I learned once I started playing pickup with these guys is like the strength and the speed of the game in college was completely different. It is just pickup. So, Going against him, I got caught in a pick and roll. I'm trying to stick him in a post. Bully. Um, he threw me to the ground. Like that's when I think I really noticed this is a little different out here. I I never got bullied like that in life. So it's definitely, definitely a little a little different in college. Okay, what about you? Yeah. So for me, I think the very first time I realized like it wasn't it wasn't high school no more was um we used to do in the preseason. Oh, I got school for you. In the preseason, we used to do like six a.m. workouts um, with Mark Huber. He we coach at Temple now. So the very first six a.m. workout we had it was um, on the hills in front of Villa. We were out there for like an hour and a half. I almost threw out. We run a mile, went up in the hills, 
doing like barrel crawls. Um, I mean, like at that moment, like you wanted to quit, but you wanted to get through it. So I began through it. That was my very first experience. That was like the, the first week on campus, and then the, the like in the real game, we the first couple games we played our, and then we went down to a school called Sydney Hampton or Hampton, and they blew us out by like forty. They were they had like seven footers out there, fifty guards going alley oop. That was like the very first game, like, and like there's definitely talent at Division Three. Just you know, if you keep working at it, you can you can be as good as them or better. But you just gotta put the work in. Those are my two. I was like, damn, I'm not, I'm not gonna say these no more. Yeah, that those six a.m. workouts used to kill me. I had it with uh, the lacrosse coach. Oh, every yeah. single day. Yeah, we did them then, and we did them like Monday through Friday, six a.m. And if somebody was late. Mark, it's like the next day would be 5 a.m. If you wasn't there at just o'clock, anyone else was waiting on you, and then we would just be 5 a.m. the next day. So we did that a few times. It just made it even worse. That's it, it definitely had me in shape and, like, definitely taught me how to work hard. Yo, just, what do you guys think, like, you're bad? Uh, you, no, you're fine. It's all you. <laughs> really, yeah, I, I was I just, you didn't speak all this whole time, so you go ahead. No, no, no. I, I usually let you guys do your thing and then I'll chime in whenever they tell me to. <laughs> I got you. It's all good. Whatever. It's all you. Um, but no, I was just going to ask, like, what do you think, like, your best game was or, like, the highlight and, like, high point of your basketball career there? Um, for me, personally, uh, there's a, there's a couple for this one. For me, it was when I scored my 1,000 points. That was pretty cool. Um, I didn't do that in high school. Even though we lost the game, um, you know, it was still cool just seeing all the – you know, there's like – for me, I got like flashbacks and, you know, all the early nights and early, early mornings in the gym, you know, working out. That was cool for me personally. Um, another game, um, you know, it was probably some of the ones I scored, scored pretty high. I think I 36 was one game I had. That was one of my best games. I think. Nice. Uh, so I think my best game too. Unfortunately, we lost like with P's a thousand point. Uh, we were playing Cabrini University, and at the time they were like ranked maybe twenty fifth in the nation. And um, Dave, I think I had my career high in both points and assists. I think it was like twenty five and twelve. And I ended up setting a school record for the most assistant game. So that was nice. for me. It sucked that we lost, but now that my career is over, I can look back and say, hey, it was, it was a really good game. So that's probably my highlight. Definitely. So one of you want to say, there you go. So uh y'all, y'all both have your names plastered throughout the Immaculata basketball record book. Um, chat for assists in the season, assists in the game, P points in the game, uh, steals, and his thousand points. So, like, when y'all hit these milestones, like, P kind of touched on it, but like, what's 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 that feeling? Like, how did how does it feel like when when these milestones come about? Um, I think me personally, once you're in the season and like you get, I can't speak on P's a thousand. Let me let me not say that, but. You set a record or um, you get a career high. I don't think you really had time to look back and like grasp what you did. But once the season's over, I really got to let it sink in. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's real special to me because 
that whole summer, I put in as much as work as possible. I think I worked the hardest I ever did for my senior year. Piet, Testo, we were up before class, 6 a.m. in the gym, getting better every single day. So it really felt like all that work that I was putting in, I mean, it paid off. So it was definitely a great feeling. Yeah, the follow-up chop. The only one that I really knew, you know, I was getting and anticipating was the thousand point one. Uh, some of the other ones, like you know, single game records, you don't, you have no idea till after the game, or um, you know, for the season. So for me, my dad, like my dad, would be the one that would tell me I was getting them. So that was kind of cool for me. Um, you know, he tracked all my stuff and looked back on it. That was rewarding too. Um, you know, just having all those records, you like to, you know, the records for a reason they're meant to be broken. Um, so like the guys that were playing on the team this year, I try to go back and help them and help them reach my record, you know, get past them. Um, you know, I want the the, the uh, team and the university just to keep going. So I don't think that, you know, if I continue to have these records more and more, you know, it's not a good sign. So I'm trying to help, you know, the kid Tyler, he's pretty good. I think you can hold a lot of these records. Brandon, like those guys like that, just, they'll give him back. So, I mean, a record is a record and I always, have been always think I'm better than those guys, but um, you know, I definitely want to see him be broken in the meantime. For sure. Um, you got something? Yeah. Um, when you when you go back and you know you see uh, the young guys that's coming up behind y'all, like what 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 kind of things do y'all say to them, or what kind of advice do y'all give them to like motivate them to uh to like do put in the same work y'all did to to have them same results. Um, yeah. Want to go? Yeah, I go. So for me, I just go back and you know, I try to see them when the freshmen and sophomores let them know like the story of you know you're not going to think you need to work out until it's too late. So I try to get them to be working out, to be you know eating good. You know, like a lot of these kids coming from high school are the best player in the high school team, and then they get to college and maybe they'll be their second, or third, or fourth, and they don't think the work is hard. We're just trying to get the work ethic in them. Um, you know, it doesn't, you know, for basketball, if you're only doing basketball, you should be doing it, you know, throughout the year, summer, winter. I mean, obviously the games, the spring, fall, you can't take no time off. So I just try to let them know to keep working hard, jump, jump the moves when I'm up there. Um, you know, that's not too many, but um, just a few of them. To, uh, but I definitely like giving them back. Just, just to help. So I, I go to the games and, I know me and Chat went to both the playoff games. We went to a few other games too. So just seeing them, they'll continuously grow. And you know, like we talked about earlier, that's a family. And so I like I like giving back um, to them and just seeing them get better as the years go on. Um, the yeah. next one we had for you guys. No, no, no. Dan, you're not gonna let Chat <laughs> Yeah, he's going to cut me off. I'm holding you. I got. I don't think No, no, no. Pete said it all, man. I think the first stage is like as a player, when you, you see these young guys come up as freshmen, your senior, your junior. Um, I think it was more for me, it was more trying to lead by action. Uh, I hope you guys see me in the gym working, even when it's not practice, see me in the weight room. It's, it's easy to tell somebody what to do, but it's I think it's better actually showing somebody. Like for me, you can tell me whatever you want, but if I see on the court, you're not doing anything good. I mean, I don't care what you're talking about. So I definitely try to look by action, both in the classroom too and on the court. And once you, I guess, 
once you graduate, it's nice to come back like me and he did and see these guys doing the same kind of things you were doing. Um, I like to send motivational texts to these guys, uh, let them know I'm always there for them. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool, man. It's like having a little brother with basketball. So you always want to see your little brother succeed no matter what. Definitely. You guys have been like one of like our biggest supporters uh, chat for like the last two years, P, this year, for sure. Even this year, uh, yeah, like, uh, even, even me, like, I, I know I don't play basketball, but, you know, chat definitely always is like, uh, you know, giving me a little motivation about football and stuff like that. So sure. I appreciate it. Uh -huh. No doubt. No doubt. So uh, let's talk about um, the train. Dang, bro. Kayla, oh, yeah. gosh, I, it's it's I Kayla's turn. God. <laughs> we just talked about this. My fault, Kayla. Yeah, God damn it. Wait your turn. Um, uh, no, we just wanted to ask, like, what do you think the biggest misconception is that people have about playing uh, D3 sports? Um, I definitely say the talent. I think when you, when you hear D3, you think of mediocre basketball, but that's really not the case. I think there's definitely some guys and some teams that aren't really good, but the talent is always there. It's a, there's a bunch of D1 guys that didn't make it for whatever reason to come down and play D3. It's just good D3 basketball players all over the country. So I think until you actually watch D3 basketball, you won't get a good understanding of what the talent's like. Yeah, I think Chap Chap's exactly right with the talent and just, you know, you still got to work as hard. You can't just go and show for practice and games and, you know, be good. You still got to work as hard as the Division Two, Division One guys. So I think the talent and the still having to work hard is the biggest two things. All right, for sure. It's funny because, like, go, Josh. Every, everybody think they D1 until they see a true D1 player. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, let's talk about that. Uh, the transition into adulthood. Like I've seen you. You guys both talked about your uh, jobs earlier. Um, can you just talk about a little bit that a little bit about that? Like how hard was that? How easy? Maybe anything more speaks about that. Um, yeah. So I think for the both of us, we both got our jobs through connections. Um, Chad talked about earlier about with Jay's wife. Uh, the job I had was I was playing in the league back in Delaware, and the uh, manager of this office was on my team. We just started talking about you know what he does, what I'm graduating with. Um, so I think you know having connections through basketball and then you know, a lot of jobs, employers, they, I think they like um, you know seeing student athletes, kind of like how we talked about you know you're you're in the gym six days a week, you're going to class five days a week, you know you're holding those grades, you're doing uh, sports, you're playing social, like. You can balance a lot of things at once. So I think personally, um, you know, having being a student athlete in any sport is a plus. I think it'll put you over the edge of a regular student. Um, yeah, I think connections and then being able to show companies you can you're good at multitasking. Yeah, P said it all right there. But um, just on the transition, I think what really helped me into I guess the work life was again basketball. It helped me build a, a nice little work ethic. So I got to radio. It was it was a challenge because it was something that's brand new. You can be in college for four or five years. When until you actually get to your job, I don't think you really learn what is really needed of you or what the job actually is. Like you just build skills in college. So learning how to do my actual job, it took some time, but I think that strong work ethic that I had 
for basketball and being able to time management, have time management skills throughout college really helped me along with that transition. Um, and I think I was lucky enough, the work environment was very welcoming for me. I think the youngest, other youngest person on my team is probably like 28 and the rest are in their 40s. So it's kind of different being around a bunch of 18 and 22 year olds in college and then going to work every day with, with grown men and grown women. So um, I think that was kind of a challenge, but I mean, hopefully you learn how to talk and be professional throughout your life. And if you got that, I think it'd be fine. So what are, what are some of the things that y'all have kind of uh, picked up uh, since y'all have graduated school and have been like kind of navigating through life now on your own and everything like that? Um, I think for me, listening to, to others has been like the, it sounds like so basic, but it's really not. I think growing up and throughout school, I was blessed enough to be very smart. So I was kind of a know-it-all and it wasn't until I hit adulthood that I've realized I don't know a lot of things. So being able to talk to the, even my peers, people at work, uh, my parents, um, I, I learned a lot about life through through others. So being having an open mind, being able to talk to others, being know, knowing how to collaborate really helped me become more mature and I think a better human being. Yeah, I think to go follow up chat with, you know, just listening better, I think to go along with that, just ask more questions. Um, you know, for my job, it was kind of like the people started where I started and then they, they moved the way up, you know, all the way up to the top. So just being able to ask them questions of, you know, their first year and their second year, um, instead of, you know, just being shy and thinking you know it all or, you know, not wanting to ask and not, not wanting to ask a stupid question. I know we all heard, like, Chop said some basic as listening, but, you know, um, just ask questions. There's no stupid question, um, no matter if you think that or not. Um, they'll still sound good to them. And asking questions so shows that you're active, engaged, and, you know, you know, you're wanting to learn and you're wanting to listen to somebody else. So I think just asking questions is something that I've grown, I've grown more over the past year, um, like with my parents, family members that have, you know, been through the process of getting a job, finding a job and graduating college. So I think just asking questions and listening to the two main things too. So um, what do you guys think is your hardest challenge so far, like uh, since leaving college? Yeah, that's a tough one. Hey, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, there's good questions around here. <laughs> no, that's, I, I like it, bro. I like it. But uh, I think now transitioning to being like a full adult, like getting my own house, um, learning about all the different expenses that I'll, I'll have, I think that's been a challenge. I'm trying to stop living with mom and dad and grow out and become my own man. So that is it's been a grind. It's just a lot of things that I didn't know and needed to be a homeowner. So that's why I say listening is very important. And I think that's, that's a, big, a big challenge, but I mean, I'm ready for it. I think in the near future, I'll be on my own. So I think that's the biggest challenge. Yeah, that's a big challenge, you know, just realizing, you know, what's all out there. Kind of like how we talked about in college, you know, you're, you're in college, you're building up skill. Then when you get to the real world, um, you know, it's the real world, you have no more 
um, class or nothing like that. So I think getting away from mom and dad too is something that's been challenging. Just you, know, you want to be on your own, but then you don't want to do everything that you need to do to be on your own. Um, so just taking you know chunks or take it day by day and learn something new. So um, that's a tough question. What's the challenging? But I think yeah, just figuring out how to be on your own, really not have to rely on anybody else. Um, it's something that I think a lot of people want to do. A lot harder than it sounds. Um, another question is, as finance people, like, what do you think some of the most common mixed mistakes are that people make with their personal finances? Okay, that's, that's uh, for you, bro. Yeah, I think a lot of people think that, you know, you need to have a lot of money to make a lot of money, if that makes sense. Like, a lot of people can start off making, you know, 40 or 50K, but if you, if you use the money strategically and put it in, you know, different accounts or different buckets, so you can make that money um, grow or double, you know, by the time you, you save it for retirement. So it's 35, 40 years down the road. So if you just set it and forget it, um, I think that you, know, you could make 40, 40K and by the time, you know, you're 50 or 60, that $100, $200 you put into an account each month could be upwards of a million dollars. Um, so I think people need to, like young people, I think um, should realize how the different ways of money works. Like um, they can put in different buckets and it grows different ways. So, you know, a saying at my work that we used to say is, you know, the, the biggest bucket of money doesn't win at the end of the race. It's the most efficient. So, you know, that money pays taxes. I think a lot of people should know how taxes work, interest rates, um, things like that, that just, you know, I think should be taught into the classroom, um, you know, some, some, some sort of way, but, um, you know, finding out, in the finance, in the professional world, um, has helped me and will help me for you know the rest of my life. So I think this people think you need to make so much money to afford such and such, but you know if you just budget properly and you know don't go crazy all you know buying stupid stuff or going out on the weekends, um, you should be fine with any amount of money. Well, um, I think P said it all right there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i'll just i'll just add people need to know you need to take great care of your credit um when you're ready to get out on your own you have to have good credit to buy anything guys so even in high school and college don't just run up that credit card just because you have a five thousand dollars max and you know you don't have five thousand dollars so it's very very hard to build up your credit but it's very easy to let it drop so when you guys want to be grown, make sure you have great credit. So this this one is a little more for uh, P, but chat you can chime in too. Like, um, if some how would how would you kind of give recommendations to a person that's kind of trying to diversify their revenue streams and uh, have multiple sources of income? Yeah. So for different revenue and diff multiple of income um, I think that's just like in the personality um, so you can you know work your nine to five and then or whatever type of job you do and then on the outside you know you always gotta be grinding like you can start a podcast stuff like you guys are doing you know do something um, beneficial on the side but I think at first you need to build up the capital so you know build up that money build up the assets behind you and then you can venture out in other things so that one thing for me that I'm looking into is you know like real estate buying real estate properties and then stuff, rent them out 
So obviously for that, you have to have cash behind you to buy your first one, then buy your second one. So whatever it is that you know you want to do, definitely set a goal and set a plan. And you know, I think a good thing that I learned, um, maybe this I could answer the question this earlier, but in the year, I think writing things down is is really big. Um, you know, writing them down and checking them off, having them in front of you throughout the day, so you know you see them. Um, you know, a lot of people, including myself, like um, in college and high school, we would just store stuff in our head and then you know at the last minute remember to do it. Um, I think writing things down is huge. Um, you know, building out that plan, whether it be you know, one-year goals, three-year goals, five-year goals, ten-year goals. I think just writing it out. Um, how are you going to get there? Maybe having like a vision board in front of you, with that, so you know you're, you're going for something, not just you know living day to day. Um, so for for income streams, I think it just depends on the person. But you know, if you just think outside the box and you know spend time, you know, outside your normal job doing something different looking to make a different uh, type of money. There's definitely plenty of ways out there that you can do it. Yeah, and I mean, piece of it all right there. Like, I think the only thing I could add is, I mean, just use your resources. I didn't really know how to build other streams of revenue. So I hired P as my, my financial advisor and he set me up with a couple of things. Uh, told me about uh, some stocks and other things to get into. Um, Google, you use your resources, man. You you have an idea, find somebody you think that can help you with that idea. Um, if you don't know anything about investing, go online, YouTube investing, and, and try to get in that. There's plenty of ways, and there's plenty of things online that I think can guide you to finding different streams of revenue. So use your resources. For sure. Um, P, you know this question's coming. I need the you need the secrets to how to keep a good relationship, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he would know, bro. He would know. That's a great secrets, bro. Um, there's not too many secrets. I think just you know, being faithful and honest is honestly step one. Um, any lie you tell, you're gonna, you know, the person's gonna figure it out either tomorrow or you know five years down the line. So they're gonna figure it out um, one way or the other. Um, just making sure that they're happy. Um, you know, I always say, obviously it's not my wife, but happy wife, happy life. You know, it's a lot easier when your girlfriend or significant other is happy instead of miserable. Um, things go a lot smoother. I think just definitely just having like open ended conversations, honest conversations. Um, you know, even though you're in a relationship, you, you both of you don't have to agree on every single thing. Um, there's always going to be, you know, somewhere in the middle or, you know, she's going to like something on the right and you're going to like something on the left. And you're going to have to, you know, come to an agreement um, eventually one day. Um, so I think having those conversations, um, you know, being bluntly honest, and um, you know, just not holding anything back. You know, if you want to, that's somebody you know you see yourself with down the line. Um, you know, just be completely honest and let them know, like let them let them know the real you. Um, you know, sometimes people put up put up an act for certain different people. Um, that, that's definitely something that won't get you far. I don't think so. You know, acting differently around different people. Um, so I, I would just say, you know, be yourself. Um, like going back to listening, asking questions, and then you're just, you know, being honest and upfront and, you know, telling them things before they learned out, find out um, another way. Like everybody's going to mess up one way or the other. Um, as long as you just let them know that you know, this is what happened, you know, with you, with when uh, we're at. So I think just being that honest person is, uh, those are just some of the keys, I think. 
and then finding somebody that you know you can definitely just kick it with and hang out. You don't gotta be, um, you know, go on a date. Just you know, just hanging out, laughing on TV shows. So somebody can you know really be your friend, and then your, you know your girlfriend or boyfriend at the time. So. Right. That might have been the most mature answer to that question I ever heard. Right there, yeah. But uh, you got me want to fall in love, bro. This one, this one is this one is for chat, man. Uh, What's up, chat, bro? how would how would you kind of like uh, recommend to the to the fellas out there that might not know, like what are what are some don'ts as far as like you know when they trying to get at a a young lady? What are the don'ts? Yeah, because uh, a lot of a lot of them think they know how to do it, but you know, just tell them what not to do. Um, so number one, I would say just be yourself, bro. Um, females are good at knowing if you're trying to pretend to be somebody that you're not. So be open and honest, like Pete said, and just, just be you. If she doesn't like who you are, bro, then it was never meant to be in the first place. So I will say that. Um, when she, you're not, let's, let's get into that. I, I would say you need to, you got to start being creative, man. I see a lot of I emojis, a lot of haze and yo. Bro, if she's really attractive, she gets that all the time. So she's that's not gonna stand out in her DMs. So try to try to get creative with it. You know what I'm saying? I if I see a picture that she posts on her story, I'm I might comment it. It had maybe had nothing to do with how good she looked. It'll be about the background. Like I just I just try to try to be creative with it and be myself too. I think I'm a pretty goofy guy, so uh, I like to show females that that side of me. So just just be yourself, man. Be creative with it, and don't just get into it for looks, man. You need to do your homework, man. These these chicks, they just because they look good, that doesn't mean they good for you. So make sure y'all y'all young kings do your homework. Be creative yourself, and uh, and rock out like that. How do y'all uh how do y'all feel about the dudes who be like doing like going above and beyond just to get the attention of a, a girl, whether it be like doing the most, uh acting out of character, like putting their friends down, like when the females come around, like changing up their whole act and, and things like that? Bro, that's that's has to be the, the corniest thing I think a guy could do, man. Like I think me and Pete both attest to just, just being yourself and if you gotta put down your your friend to get a girl, that says a lot about you, bro. Like it's, it's not cool at all. Just uh, I don't know. That's is wrong, man. I don't I don't yeah. care at all, bro. Like, just not a good type of person in the first place, yeah, honestly. So. They're about mm -hmm. to change up just to get um just get whatever about to get from that girl. So that's just not a good person. Yeah. yeah, she 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 probably not she worth all that anyway. She's no, no, no it's not. They never yeah. worth. It's never worth it, bro. Mm -hmm. Never, never in the history has it been worth. Like, like I'm sure I'm sure we've all been in the room with the with the with the nigga that was acting weird when when the females came through. Like, yeah. it's yeah. it's not you, bro. <laughs> I know you. Yeah, them them dudes with Juski did did a little video about that, bro. Yeah, bro. That's corny, bro. You get clown. That's what happens. You do stuff like that, you get clown. For sure. You're not gonna get any girl that way, or not not any good girl that way. We're, yeah. we're going down. So not at all. No, don't do that. But um, uh, any any anybody else got any more questions or any last comments? I think I'm good. If if y'all don't, I got some questions for you. Oh yeah, okay. let's go. <laughs> yeah. First, okay. first, Kayla. Kayla, I don't even. We have never met, so yeah. No, you so make this more of a personal 
interview, I got some questions for you, if you don't mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know Josh and Gee? Uh, we went to high school together. Okay. Uh, Y'all the same grade? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice, nice. Um, what, what made you get into this podcast? Um, well, when the original third co-host left and they were having mm-hmm. issues with that um they said they were looking for a third one and i was like you know like i'm not working right now like i have nothing really to do so i would love to join and like be a part of this and see where it goes awesome awesome what's the what's the best thing about being on this podcast would you say um probably getting to like hang out with them even though like <laughs> we haven't like actually hung out in person to do this but it's still mm-hmm. fun because i haven't like actually seen them in a while so i think that's uh, so you guys are then... real close then huh uh mainly me and gee but yeah okay yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> all right but but for, for the fellas how how is this social uh distance podcast going man like how, how do you like it you want me to go first go ahead yeah <laughs> I mean, for me personally, like, um, like this is really like something that I, that that's really important to me. So you know, I'm gonna do whatever it takes for it to be as good as possible. Like, this is really like my baby. Like, this is my child right here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I take it real serious, and I I think it's going well. Like, um, our audience, I I hope our audience is growing. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Um, but I I think we putting out the content that we want to put out, and it's good content. Um. I think we got the the best new podcast out, and I'm not shy about saying it. As, as you should. <laughs> I like well, it. Exactly what you said. Like it's actually like fun every week to come uh come here, figure out what we're doing like during the week, and figure out what we're gonna talk about on Sunday, and actually talk about it for like whatever like hour, hour and a half, two hours. It doesn't even feel like that long when we like talking. Like just now, we just probably just did yeah. probably like 45 minutes, 40 minutes, and didn't even feel like it. Like we're just talking and getting our. Um, talking, yeah. yeah, I yeah. mean we do that shit in the crib like every day. So bro, like, yeah. that's that's yeah. why this is perfect. This is what we did in the crib, bro. So I'm glad. Yeah, yeah it's it's, it's it to a, a platform, bro. So yeah, exactly. It's really it's really therapeutic to be honest. Right, like, I, I bet. Just, just being able to have a platform where you could get your shit off and say whatever you want, like it's dope, right? Yeah, it's really dope, and and just. As fellow black men, bro, how how y'all holding up in, in these times? Bro? I didn't get to talk to y'all all at all about this. You know, if we was in a crib, we'd have been chatting. Yeah, up, so. We'd have been having these conversations. Yeah, we'd have, been, we'd have had some serious conversations. We don't gotta get too deep. I just want to make sure y'all good. Yeah, yeah, we all good. We all good. Um, no, it definitely definitely kind of took a toll on me. You know, I'm still kind of hurt about it, but you know, we gotta we gotta keep on being resilient and and you know keep on. Keep on doing sure. the most with the life we have because uh, those people that you know they obviously not here anymore. Um, I'm, I'm sure they wouldn't want everybody else to to pause and and you know forget about what's going on on account of them. You know what I'm saying? But we definitely going keep moving forward and 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 uh, being great for them and their honor and you know for everybody that came before us and everybody who's gonna come after us. For sure, you, you couldn't put it any better than that. Couldn't put it any better than that. Yeah, bro. I think in these times, bro, it it's nothing. I guess it's kind of some positives, bro. But I think it really helped me step up and become, I think, a better man, bro. Like I'm out there protesting, 
posting posting information for all my fans to get a deeper knowledge on what's going on in systemic racism. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to get on school boards, bro. Like I think this is it was a call to action seeing what's going on so far. So yeah, I'm glad I'm accepting the call. So for sure, um, you know, it's it's really just all about. Uh, us as black people and you know even our our white allies you know just sticking together Absolutely. you know what i'm saying Absolutely. and just uh spreading the knowledge and and just you know keep on keep on pushing forward through through all the hate for real for real yeah, no doubt, bro. No doubt. yeah. you got any more questions for us chat <laughs> no i got one one comment though because oh. i was watching y'all last podcast uh-huh. right? and i just wanted to ask kayla like How'd you end up paying for Bumble, Kayla? That's crazy. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to come at you. <laughs> no, you're good. They just really came at me about it last week. So they did. They did. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Flip them. No, I don't know. I I honestly don't even know. Yeah. I was gonna let it rock until Josh said something. To be honest, bro, I was never letting it rock. Come on, <laughs> you should just let her live, bro. Like, no, 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 no I was gonna hurting. let her live. But uh, we we really appreciate y'all, man, for taking the time out. You know, because I know y'all got a legendary schedule. Because y'all legends out here. <laughs> so uh, we really appreciate y'all being here, man. Thanks, thanks for coming on. And you know, y'all friends of the show. So if y'all ever want to come back on, you know, what I'm saying, chop it up again. Y'all more than welcome. Oh yeah, bro. We definitely gotta chop it up, bro. Talk something more, more light, bro. Let's talk about that. Yeah, NBA bro. Different, you know what I'm saying? We definitely gotta yeah. link up. Soon, I definitely, man. I definitely have, be back. I definitely be back. We gotta link up soon. Have some drinks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. For sure. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on here too, man. I appreciate Thanks it. Yeah, it was no fun. It was super it. fun. Stay safe, y'all. Yeah, y'all too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's up, y'all? We are back. Thank you to Chap and P for coming on. Hopefully, they uh, hopefully y'all enjoyed the interview and um, and y'all learned a couple of things from the goats. Um, you know, this week we wanted to kind of start. Uh, I didn't really want to start it like this this week, but you know, shit keep on happening, so we gotta we gotta talk, talk about, about it, it. I guess yeah, we definitely gotta discuss it. So. Over like the past week, um, week and change maybe, there have been at least five uh, lynchings. Uh, like five black people have been found hanging from trees in the past five weeks. I mean, not past five weeks, in the past week and change. Um, and the cops are kind of like ignoring it now. And they are saying that it's a suicide or they're investigating them as suicides. But anybody who has half a brain would know that it's no black person on this earth who would commit suicide by hanging themselves from a fucking tree. Or anyone for that matter, honestly. Like Yeah, bro. Like no. I think I think people know like the symbolism behind hanging from a tree. Like I think that is uh an insult to not only um the people who were murdered, but also to 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 the public's intelligence to say, oh yeah, we think it might be a suicide. Like really, really. You think that? Like, come on, bro, like 
It's a, it's definitely some kind of cover up going on. I, I think. think they said. I think I saw some earlier that they said like one of the cops was like a part of it. Yeah, like, for I'm I'm not surprised because ever since ever since the George Floyd video came out and you know all the protests been happening and everything, the cops been they've been business as usual. Like it's been like at least like I think twenty more uh, police killings in the since since the uh, George Floyd video got released, so really nothing's changed. I, it might have gotten, like, they've been like killing more people since this came out. Yeah, like I was yeah, it might have got worse. So like the honestly, bro, <laughs> I'm getting tired of it, bro. One one day somebody gonna fight back and I'm not gonna have a problem with it. That's true. But the but crazy then, thing is that they keep saying like oh we can't find the killers we can't do nothing. Oh like yeah. That. But they yep, found. The Do you see the thing where they found the like the looter who stole from the store from just her T-shirt? Quickly, or something like that? quickly from her social media. Social media, like LinkedIn, all that. They can find that, but they they can't charge. They can't charge Breonna Taylor's murderers, which is also another issue I'm having because uh, Kentucky, uh, Louisville, they passed the Breonna Taylor law, but still can't charge her her killers. That's crazy. And her mom also has been asking for the warrant. That that they used to go into Brianna's house, but apparently that got lost too. It's it's all it's all a lot of convenience going on right now. Like, like how you how you lose a warrant? You don't. They, they keep copies. They keep copies, bro. And even I'm if not, they did, and even if they did destroy it, like even if they did got rid of it, everyone knows who signs it off. Like all yeah. you have to do is, is find another warrant. And yeah. Save Every listen. It's nothing. It's nothing slow about the public, bro. Especially not right now. Especially not right now. But like I was saying, one of these days, somebody gonna bust back on these cops, and 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 y'all gonna be mad. I'm not gonna be mad though. I'm gonna be like, what what did you think was gonna happen? At some point, people gonna start protecting themselves and doing and doing what they feel is right. And I'm all for it. You know what I'm saying? I hope it don't get to that point. I hope we could get better before it gets worse. But I'm I'm most likely wrong. We'll see. We'll definitely see. It's crazy. But moving on, um I I know y'all watched that video of the 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 lady that the McDonald's one. Yeah, went to McDonald's. <laughs> You might have to bruh. throw that video in, in here. Just yeah, I'm, I might just throw it in there so everybody can see, but bruh. I can just hear what she said, yeah. Oh, girl. I'm going to describe yeah. the video to y'all. So this woman, uh, this white lady, she is a police officer somewhere. I don't even know like where. They didn't say where it was. Yeah, she just but, said some town, but like she didn't say. like Yeah, same. some, some nut-ass town. It, it was clearly a small town. You could tell she don't make no no bread like that, for real, for real. She was looking kind of rough in the video, but um. <laughs> so she's not making no bread because she's never mind. Continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You standing? Are you standing up for white women right now, oh, Joshua? I, what is wrong with you? Take the cape off. Here you You're go. Standing up whoa, for white whoa, women. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Only we're, white women I stand for is are Kayla. Not, we're not doing this. We're not doing. Okay, this. Kayla. Snap off. No, only <laughs> white women I stand for is Kayla. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, please just continue. So she said she was getting off of an overnight shift. Um, she ordered, 
She ordered breakfast food from McDonald's. First of all, who really want to go to McDonald's for breakfast, bro? Like, this is such was... a side note. This has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> that was her Explain first mistake. the video. <laughs> Explain. Yeah, you go. You beating around the bush, yo. Uh, basically, so she pulls up and she gets to like I guess the curbside line or whatever, and they um to get there and they taking a little while to bring her food out, and then like when they when they do come out. <clears throat> She says they only brought out her coffee or whatever. And I guess I guess they probably me me being a smart person I am, I, I guess they probably said it's gonna be a little bit longer for your egg McMuffin. And she started crying because they didn't have her egg McMuffin ready by the time she got there. Because she was basically like saying, um She she said because she was a cop, she felt she like like they're doing something to her food or something like that yeah or, and like she's scared to like take the food basically or you know maybe just maybe they just turn the machines on because you know mcdonald's not making breakfast all night if you come in from an overnight shift and i i, I was at the i was at freddy's like a couple weeks ago before like everything no even like during when everything happened and like i was outside for like at least like 15 20 minutes Waiting for my Freddy's, like sitting in the parking lot. I mean, it's fun. Like, first of all, it's cool. Like, if you, if you, the people who work fast food don't want to be there like any more than you want to just be coming from wherever you was coming from. So, the fact that she assumed the worst of these people just because you know she got some kind of guilty conscience on her mind is is asinine to me. To say the least. I mean, I don't know. It's just the fact that she literally started crying and was like, oh my God, it's probably because like I'm a cop and whatever. And it's like, I'm sorry, but your video has absolutely no context of this having anything to do with what you do as a job. Like if you heard someone like make a comment about you or this, that, and the other thing, then okay. All right then you have obviously every reason and proof that they're doing this because they don't like what you chose to do as a job. But there was literally no context of that. So there was no reason for her to make that assumption. Like that to me, it's like as much as I want to try and understand like her point of view, I cannot on this one because there was literally nothing in the video had anything to do with her being a cop. It had nothing like at little, all. The little thing she had, the little uh, whatever that is. Yeah. Did, did y'all but see like, what she said at? Even if I did um, see that, like, even if I did see that, like, and I was working through walk through, uh, not drive through, I wouldn't think that she was a cop. Like, she looked like any, like, I didn't even know if she was a cop until she said she was a cop. Yeah. Honestly, if it's early in the morning like that, I'm probably not even paying attention to what you got on. To be honest, like, Unless bro, she like, exactly. Just she didn't seem like she was in a cop car or anything. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not about to I'm not about to sit here and worry about what you got on, bro. I don't want to be here this early in the morning. Like I'm just getting you your food and going going about your business. Like, but at the end of exactly. the video, she was like, she was like, people don't tell me thank you enough anymore. What? Like, but what does that have to do with the video and you it, having exactly. to wait for your fucking food? And first of all, what have you what have you or the people in your profession done recently to be thanked for? Nothing, cause, cause, cause we we know what they've been they've been up to. 
it's it's very public. <laughs> it's not a secret that uh you know as a as a whole, you know what I'm saying, they don't deserve to be thanked at the moment. True. It's I don't know, man. People people just be uh so entitled these days. And honestly, to me, it's not even about that. It's literally just the fact that she was being over dramatic. Like very over dramatic. You, ha you having to wait a little bit longer for your food. I'm willing to bet my next paycheck has absolutely nothing to do with your profession. It's not probably at all. just because they were backed up early morning time, just getting their shit going. Like McDonald's is usually always busy, especially in the morning when people are on their way or on their way home from work like don't try and sit here and fucking try and cry in a video to say that oh they're not bringing my food out because i'm a cop no honey i'm yeah. sorry but that literally has nothing to do with it they, Stop they being their, dramatic and just move on with your day they in there backed up on hotcakes like relax yeah like shut up i i literally hate people like that like i've actually like seen people like in the store, like making a, a big deal about waiting, like people like cause commotion. I'm just in there, like, do you see how many people is in here, right? <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't think people know how to read a room, ever. Yeah, I can't stand people that are constantly like, oh, this is taking too long, and you know, I, I have places to be. It's like, no, you don't. Okay, then fucking leave. If if you really right. have if you really have that much shit to do, then drop your shit and go. Peace out. I don't want to sit here and listen to you bitch about it. Not at no, all. About to get on me, I though. can't stand that shit. <laughs> so moving so moving on. Uh, Josh has been doing Josh. some home projects this week, and he has <laughs> been he's been in and out of Lowe's. So he has some complaints for the Lowe's staff that he would like to make public. So I, I was going to come in here about the bash lows, but I did go there today <laughs> and had a better experience. But um, where this stemmed from, um, on Wednesday, I think, yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, I think, I went to go get paint from from Lowe's because I was, obviously I painted this wall, uh, room, painted the walls, did the trim, everything. And um, the first color we got was way too white. And I was like, oh, yeah, dad, we need to get another color. So then I, my dad takes it back, takes it, uh, takes it to get a new color. So I'm sitting in the line. The line's already huge because there's only one register open. They shut down self-checkout at in the middle of, like, people getting off of work. So it's like 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock. And I'm just sitting there like, yo, like, this long-ass line. So I'm sitting there. I'm thinking, like, all right, my dad's going to take it, take the paint over there, get the new color, then come back. So then he, we're still sitting there. I get to the front of the line. So I'm like, oh shit. So you know how you ever been in line when your parents leave you? <laughs> I mean, if you have the money, you like, oh, I'm not trying to pay for this. I'm right not wasting now. my money on this shit. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sitting in the front. I'm like, all right, you can go buy me. You can go buy me. I think I did this probably like at least 20 times to people. So I'm sitting there getting annoyed. Like I'm sitting there looking at the last time my dad texted me. It goes 10 minutes, 15, almost 20. And I'm like, Oh, like, what the hell is going on right now? The cashier tried to, like, come at me. She's like, you holding up the line. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm waiting on my mom. I mean, where my dad? And she's like, all right, whatever. And then goes back to her station. So 
Finally, my dad comes over. He's like, yeah, the guy messed up. And I'm like, what? I go over there. I'm like, what the f- is going on? Like, he like, yo, calm down, <laughs> chill. You got to wait. I'm like, nah, bro. You just had me in line for like 15 minutes. And and I'm like, what, what is going on? Like, are people just stupid back here? He's like, no, nah, he grabbed the wrong paint. And this, I'm like, grab the wrong paint? Like, what the f- what is going on around here? So then end up, we get the right paint, whatever, get in line, yada, yada, yada. I go back today. Obviously, the weekend people are much better than the people during the during the weekday because we found everything we had to find in and out. They had like all the cash registers open, so there was no line really. All the self checkouts open wasn't in line, so it isn't fuck Lowe's. It's just fuck the weekend. I mean, the weekday people that work at Lowe's. Josh was really being a Karen in Lowe's, bro. He got mad at them for making a mistake. <laughs> what do you mean, bro? <laughs> how you how you gonna be mad at them for making a mistake, bro? Cause they should have made a mistake. It's their job. Oh, uh, you one of them. They gotta be perfect on the job, bro. They get paid enough to be perfect. All right, I'll give him the chance. Like he made the mistake, right? But it shouldn't take you 15, 20 minutes to fix that mistake, bro. Bro, you know, like when they do paint, like they actually gotta like make the paint. Yes, right? bro. He made it in five minutes, right in front of us. That's why that's why I was annoyed because it took him five minutes. Like we watched him put the thing in, put the paint in, what bag it up, put the th- uh thing on, and give it to us in five minutes. So I'm like, why is this taking 15, 20 minutes? What did you have to do that day? <laughs> Finish yeah. and I just came home from work. I was annoyed. I was working <laughs> for the last six hours. Work was bad. You had a bad day at work. Just say you had a bad day. Bro, at work. I never had a bad day at work. <laughs> never bro, never have a bad day at work. Oh, all right, so I, I just don't understand. Like they, they just make it. They made a little mistake and they took a little long, bro. Like if you don't got nothing to do, bro, like you just got, you just got to let little stuff go. I came in at six didn't leave till seven thirty, bro. What lows? Yes. Oh, you was in lows for an hour and a half. For like almost an hour and a half, bro. You had to be shopping for something else, though. Bro, no, it was just paint. Just to paint, that might be a little od then. If you yes, was in there exactly. for an hour and a half, that's why I was annoyed, bro. I, all right, I understand now. See, we need we need we need that kind of context. We need the timestamps. All right, my fault, bro. Well, now you know, and now you know why. And I was trying to get back home to paint, but I didn't get to because I had work. I had something in the morning I had to get to. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it is what it is. Like, I I typically try not to get mad at people who work in stores because like working customer service is a little, it, it is a little hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you just got to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, we all do yeah. it. So. I know it's hard. I'm just saying, like, I shouldn't be in there for, like, a half an hour waiting on pay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Which one is it? An hour and a half or a half hour? I was there for, like, 15, like, 30 minutes before and then 30 minutes after. And I was in line oh, for, like, 20. Or, or I just had to I just had to make sure the discrepancy. <laughs> oh, bro. Oh, all right. Because you kind of... I, yeah, yeah, bro. I gotta keep you honest, bro. That's all. I, that's all I was trying to do. But um, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> Moving on to the next topic. Um, <laughs> we saw a tweet that read. <laughs> this one was funny as shit. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was funny. Like I'm not even gonna lie. I gotta find it. Um, it's in our group chat, right? Oh, here it is. It said yeah. some some guy tweeted and said. You bitches gotta understand being on a hoe stays on oh being a hoe stays on your record like a felony. 
big fans. This is part two of the discussion. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like this, uh, I saw a lot of future memes in the comment section too. So you already know what type <laughs> time niggas was on. But um, <laughs> me personally, I I don't think. I mean, it's definitely true. Well, me and Geek had the, had this. Yeah, we had this conversation before. Um, you you had this conversation a lot, low key, like in life, but um. I don't, I don't, I, I know it's true, but I don't think it should be a thing. Let's have Kayla's talk on it because she's, we've, they've all, they have heard both of our opinions on it. So let's let Kayla go first. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely, it's kind of hard because it's like, it most definitely does stick with you. Like, if you, especially if you, don't move out of your, uh, your area that you grew up in. Yeah, like hometown area. Because um, obviously there's certain people that we went to high school with. So like no matter where they go, we're always going to be like, yep, they were a fucking hoe. Like big time. Don't know if it's changed since, but that's all I kind of really remember about them. So like it definitely will always stick with you. Um, I mean, I don't really think it should let it affect like your future relationships and stuff but i feel like that knowledge definitely does always stick with you no matter what yeah that was my point last time so basically we were talking about i think we were talking about threesome but like even like with this topic if it's some girl that i know that i personally know been with people that i know i'm not gonna want to be with her like i don't know that's just me because if you've been with all my friends, how do I look like pulling up with you and be like, damn, like I got with her, oh, I got with her, oh, I got with her. And, and it's like, like, yeah, so it's the rest of the friend group and I mean, the baseball team and like <laughs> that's just not a good look. <laughs> I mean, me personally, I wouldn't do it, but I wouldn't be mad at somebody if they did do it. Like if that's if that's who you want to be with, that's who you want to be with. Like um, I think people put too much into people's past. You know what I'm saying? Like, Every everybody has a past, so like I'm not I'm not about to sit here and judge you for what you used to do. You know what I'm saying? As long as as long as yeah. it's established between us that you know like we rocking with each other and like but I mean that's, it, not, it, that's not what we're saying though. We're saying like like people that you know. Like obviously, if it's like oh I go talk to like some girl from Jersey that was like obviously I don't know any of like anybody that she's been with like so I'm not obviously not gonna care but I'm talking about in your like close friend group or like extended friends associates that you're around a lot or might be around like you don't want to hear that I mean I'm always gonna be respectful <laughs> I'm always gonna be respectful about it and um I, I just think you know people people care about too too much about what other people think you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree that that's that's really all yeah. it comes down to at the end of the day. Cause yeah. if you if you like if you start talking to the girl that's been with all your friends, like, and you and you kind of take a liking to her, like you you can't really control that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know your ego going kind of of course it's going to get in the way because like oh she been with she been with all my friends. But then again, you gotta think like you don't know how your friends treated her either that's true but uh, i mean yeah yeah, you're right you're right i don't know i just couldn't like even if it was like low like i just couldn't if uh if especially if i didn't know if i knew coming in 
that like she's been with everyone then i could probably be like okay like i was, i can see why like they weren't with her i got they don't care anymore about her like i can be with her but not like yeah. it's just like secret about it i guess i don't know i don't know how y'all yeah. feel I mean, it, I no, nah, I'm, I'm most, most girls are like very, I'm not going to say most, but a lot of the time girls will be honest about their past. Like they're not going, they're not going to yeah. run from it. If you, if you ask them, that's what I've come to learn about like women and shit like that. Um, so if I, I definitely, I definitely appreciate when, you know, a girl is honest for sure. So if your man's like with, with your girl, you would want them to be honest to tell you? Like with my girl before, or like yeah, yeah, and like you never knew or whatever. If if I didn't know about it, then like I, I can't get mad at her. Like I'm not going to switch up all of a sudden. Like the feelings that I've developed, they're not just going to go away because like my pride hurt about it. You feel me? Yeah, for you. Yeah, I think that like if you guys have that conversation though, like she or he, like depending your relationship whatever like your partner should tell you i know we're mainly talking about girls so but like they should tell you if you guys have that conversation at some point you really just should be honest with one another like um also people grow too like they yeah they definitely yeah definitely they they grow and change so like that whatever whatever happened might have happened like a year or two ago so like they could be in a totally different headspace now like it's exactly. it's really all about timing. Time and place for real for real is everything. So yeah, that's that's why I say like I don't, I'm not gonna put hold nobody's past against them. Like I agree. Really I, I just can't. I just just like close people that I'm with. Like just my close friends. Like close group of people. Like teammates and stuff like that. I just couldn't like be with unless them. unless you know like you shot up a school or something. Like your past really don't. <laughs> your past or you feel me? Your past not gonna really matter to me. Yeah, that's yeah. Or if you're uh, a sex offender, we don't do those. Oh my god. Uh, transition. <laughs> okay, obviously rock, other you see that? You see that? You see that? Who else but me? That's a great assist. Who else but me? Speaking of sex offenders. Call me John Stockton. Uh Christy Isla, the comedian and the actor that was on uh the TV show You in the second season. He's been um accused of soliciting or attempting to uh get with underage girls and like 17 16 year olds uh for a while now and a bunch of girls are coming out and like posting like messages he sent her them um on facebook and twitter and other such things and i just wanted y'all to react to this bro i just looked him up he's 40. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, he's a creep, bro. Yeah. He played. You know, he played. He played the youth yeah. too well, bro. Yeah, he played that. Joint. He he because do look, it's true. <laughs> he look. He look kind of like that kind of boy, though. Low key, like yeah. I, like I was on Twitter one day and like I saw that he was like, <clears throat> I saw that he was like trending and I thought like maybe he had a new special art or something like that because he, he kind of popular. I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't tell you one joke that man ever told, but um. I click on it and I see like all these receipts from like girls who was like 17 and he was like in their Facebook messages, like mm-hmm. 16, 17 year old girls. And like, he was, he was being persistent with it. Like, like some girl told him he was like, that she was 17. I think I see one. He was like, Oh, I like you. I want to meet up with you. 
Um, I think you're cute. Like you should come see me and all this stuff. He's like, I'm gonna be in the area. I'm like, uh. No, and then oh. one girl, one girl, like one I saw, like the girl told him she was 17. So like that ended the conversation. And then like a year later, later yeah. A year later, he was in ah, uh, I'm getting a FaceTime right now, bro. You might as well you might as well answer it on the air. You want me to answer it on the air? Yeah, answer it on the air. I got you. You are you are being uh recorded right now. Uh you called me during the podcast. Um so don't say anything that may incriminate you. You called me. I called you. Yeah, that's what I just called you back. Like it, my phone just rang. No, I did not call you. I was sitting here recording. My phone rang with your name on it. That's crazy. You you must know another geeb. <laughs> Enjoy your podcast. All right, peace out. <laughs> Ooh, the attitude. All right. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, man's was being nasty in young girls' DMs. Um, and this I guess I now will never understand. Now, I guess everybody getting exposed now because we got time. But like, damn, like, like what is going? What is going on? Like, why? Like, why can't you talk to John Joe on age, bro? It's some. It's some 40-year-olds, I promise you. I promise you it's some 40-year-olds that look fire. Like, yeah. you might not know because you spend like too much time at the their, playground. Even, like, the, like girls in, like, their mid to late 20s. Like, why do you have to go anything below that? Like, what – like, I understand because a lot of guys, like, you know, they try to go after younger girls. But what, whatever. But why – why that – why that young? That's my biggest question. Like, what the even, fuck is wrong with you that you have to go that young? Even when you, even when you like in your like late thirties, forties, like even like the early twenties, kind of pushing it because like, Still. yeah, because like in most cases, like what do you like what what could y'all possibly have in common? I mean, I think he's honestly just trying to smash. Like that's it. Like. But like, oh, why just, do you have to go with girls that all right, young? If you if you if you just trying to smash yeah, the early twenties, I get it. But like, come on yeah. now, like you should you should know better than to be in a, a seventeen year old girl DMs. Like, like exactly. that's just that's just that creepy. was gonna be my next point. Like, you can't get away with this shit. Like, girls might be like, oh yeah yeah yeah, I'll I'll, I'll never tell, I'll never tell. But if you're fucking creepy about it. And I mean, this is just weird in general in itself yeah. that a 40 year old man is in 16, 17 year old year olds DMS. Like they can take screenshots. They can send that to people like you're on yeah. the fucking internet now. Even if you delete it, they, they probably didn't. Or even if they yeah, said that they deleted it, they probably took a screenshot first. Like he, this shit does not go away. Did. He played pedophile a little too good, bro. Because he bro, is one. The crazy right. thing is that, like, it seems that, like, most of his friends know he does this, too. And they just, yeah, like, like... I haven't heard anybody come out and, like, defend him. I could be yeah. wrong, but I, I haven't heard anybody defend him yet. So, they like, if you, if you... If you... I mean, they... Shit, they probably getting into it, too. Like, the more we finding out about, like, stars and, like, they, they pastimes, but, like... It, 
don't you think it's kind of weird when like when people like get get caught up and and anything and like nobody comes to their defense like come on now like that don't even sound like so and so like that's that's not even how Duke get down like I don't like nobody came to his defense bro everybody been because they all knew like they all knew bro that's why everybody been making jokes about it or like or being quiet did you see that like they they had like old interviews of like different like podcasts like talking about it or whatever and they're like making jokes about it and like laughing at the end because like they know it's like true like how like we laugh about something if we know like something like if it's like inside basically yeah if we haven't if we haven't like a discussion about us being us being toxic and we laugh like that yeah (laughs) yeah i get it i get it um my thing is that like i don't know how people continue to stay friends with people like this like if i find out like if i found out one of y'all were doing this shit i'd be like uh what do you need to do to go and get fucking help to stop talking to 17 year olds in their dms when you're well in your 30s and 40s like you need help uh so if you're going to keep continuing to do this we are no longer going to be friends because i don't want to be associated with that i can't I can't be friends. I can't be friends with nobody that's like doing no like sex, like anything like anything closely related to sexual assault, rape, uh, harassment, anything like that. Like I can't be cool with you. Like that's not how I get down. Um, Even we we gonna get you some help, but you not like you not gonna be my man's no more. Like that's wild. Like absolutely not. I can't I can't have that in my circle. Like no, that ain't it. Not at all. It's it's disgusting. you're sick, deranged, <laughs> and that's just, huh. I just <laughs> like that's all. I, that's that's really all you can say about it. It's, all you can say. Like yeah, it's you, just nasty. And, and all I say is like, if y'all friends, you you know the ones that are like this. Like just call them out. You, yeah, bro. You just gotta do better. Like I, yeah, yeah, people. People, people will like, and they be sticking up for their friends. Like, no, nah. like you, you know, you know, your man's getting into the nasty, nasty. Yeah. So if you know that they are, like, you need to fucking say something. Or for sure. Friends with it's them definitely altogether. on like, you as much as it's on them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, how are you like, just gonna know that that's happening? Like, you know it for a fact, and you're just gonna let it go? Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Maybe, maybe like if it's one. And they get accused, but you really like believe in your homie's character, then you'll you can defend them. But like exactly, but if, if it's multiple, if, people, if it's multiple people, like when, at some point, at some point, like it, you might, you, you might got you might got step to your man, and be like, yo, bro, like you, that shit you out of pocket, cool. bro. Like it's not cool, bro. I can't, <laughs> I can't associate myself with you. Cause that look, yeah, exactly. It looks bad at you for letting that shit happen. Yeah, bro. I'll never let no shit happen like that in my presence, bro. No. I got like that. Like it's some it's some crimes that people commit that like that that that's forgivable, but but shit like that, no, no, not not at all. Like I'm I'm not even going to pretend that you could that you could come back from that one. That's that's wild. So uh, we 
we're gonna move on to uh the black excellence segment of our podcast. Uh who wants to start it off? Not I. I'll start. Kayla, you want to start off? Cool, cool. I got y'all. <clears throat> Hold on. Gotta resituate myself here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So my guy that I chose is Henry Lewis Aaron. Um, he's a retired uh, MLB player. Oh, Hank? Yeah. Yep. Um, All right. So he is actually now um, a senior vice president for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, he actually broke uh, Babe Ruth's record. He was only one of two players to hit 30 or more home runs in a season at least 15 times. Um, he was actually inducted into the MLB Hall of Fame. And he has also received the Presidential Medal of Freedom. He got that back in 2002, uh, which I think is pretty fucking cool. Um, and then from my woman, I have Crystal Dunn. She was on the U.S. women's soccer team, so she was on there when they world won some of their world titles. Um, some of her biggest plays was when they were playing France because her natural role isn't actually being a defender, but that's how she helped them score and win the game. And she was actually named one of the youngest uh, MVPs in the National Women's Soccer League. And then in her free time, she actually tries to help speak out about the pay gap for the women in the professional soccer, um, which I think is fair because they have won more titles than the guys' soccer team. First of all, um, the women should definitely be making more than the men because the men suck. Exactly. (laughs) But I think think it has something to do – I think the pay gap has something – I might be wrong, but, like, I heard – like, I read something that said that basically – the way they structured their like collective bargaining agreement, like the women kind of like they kind of fucked themselves on their deal. Mm-hmm. They still have time left on the deal, so like they they can't renegotiate it right now. But when they renegotiate, they should probably like get it hand, get whatever handled handled. But like it, it's yeah. kind of like they messed themselves over. I didn't know that, but yeah, even still, like when they can renegotiate it, like if that is indeed like what the issue is they definitely need to ask for a lot more money because i don't really like watching soccer in general but if i had to pick one i'd rather watch the women's than the men's because they're just more yeah, fun they're the more US, interesting u.s men and poop bro i don't get it like i feel like in men's yeah. soccer like every country in the world is just so much ahead of us it's, it's not even funny like because we don't play <laughs> soccer over here like that yeah we don't yeah soccer's and, more of like a europe and uh, a Central America type thing, yeah, Yeah, definitely. Uh, Josh, oh, I'm next, yeah. All right, so for my girl, for my female, my fault, y'all. Um, I got Maya Moore, so uh, Maya Moore is a WNBA uh, basketball player in high school. She was named Gatorade Player of the Year, uh, Gatorade Female Athlete of the Year, and McDonald's All American. She then went to college at UConn, where she won back-to-back national championships in 2009 and 2010. Um, the next year in the WNBA draft, she was picked uh, first overall. And in WNBA, she won four championships in 2011, 2013, 2015, and 2017, along with various individual awards, including MVP. Since 2019, she stepped away from basketball to focus on social 
reform in the American justice system. She recently helped a Missouri inmate appeal his 50-year sentence. Then my male is Muhammad Ali. He was a pro uh, boxer who converted uh, Islam and became Muslim in 1961. He won his first heavyweight championship at 22 uh, against Sonny Liston in 1964. In 1966, he was arrested for refusing to go uh, to the Vietnam War and stripped of his titles and his uh, licensing the box. Um, in 1971, he was then reinstated and the judge overturned his uh, conviction and he returned to boxing. He was a figure during the whole entire civil rights movement and all around. Great ass. They, they, took, they took his prime away for sure, bro. Like yeah. He definitely got cheated of his prime. Definitely. He took four of his best years and he still came back. Was he still out. came back. But you could tell like I like to watch old fights and like his first fight back, you could definitely tell like he was like older and lost his step from when he was younger. He was just out of shape his first fight. Like he was kind of heavy, yeah. like wasn't like the same he was four years ago. And I think like later in his career, like he was he was fighting while he had Parkinson's too. Yeah, definitely. Like, like his Parkinson's was in like a, <clears throat> was in like the early stages, like when, when he came like at the end of his career. And I guess nobody really saw it. So, like, that's crazy. Like, he was out here fighting with, like, Parkinson's. He a fighter, couldn't, bro. Couldn't be me. Couldn't. All right. So, for my male, I chose I chose somebody who uh, probably you wouldn't expect. Um, but I, I, I chose LeVar Ball. Um, I think that LeVar Ball is, uh, for all the – the loud um, stuff that people may find obnoxious, I, I think it's great. Um, he's the father of three professional basketball players. Like, everybody doesn't do that. Um, he kind of, like, built built three pro basketball players. Um, <laughs> uh, he started his own league. Um, it, it didn't work out, but I think to, to have the – the, the the foresight to like kind of start your own league and like go a different way as a brand and like build something for your family. I, I respect it. Um, if it's positive and, and like and you fail and you try again, like I I think it's something to be said for that. Um, we still gonna see what happened with Jello because you know Jello in the G League right now, so it's cool. But he gonna make it. Josh don't think so. We got fifty dollars on Jello career. <laughs> Cool, bro. This is black excellence. I'm not hating on nobody. Exactly. Wait, what we say by 2025? Right? Huh? What we say about Jello by 2025? What? That he won't be on a NBA NBA roster? roster? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Unless it can't be. But the stipulation was it can't be one of his brother's teams. Why can't it? Who who said that? Yes, I said that in the beginning. <laughs> we don't have to call Jeff. I don't believe that. We don't have to call Jeff. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah. And my and my woman, I did Felicia Rashad. Y'all know uh, Claire Huxtable. I think she's definitely one of like the the best actresses to ever live. Um, she was the first black actress to win a Tony Award for Best Actress in a Play. She has multiple NAACP Image Awards, and 
She had a long-term role on The Cosby Show, which earned her multiple Emmy nominations. And she's also the sister of Debbie Allen, who is Catherine Fox in Grey's Anatomy, another GOAT. So, you know, um, very excellent actress, uh, even more wonderful woman. Um, yeah. She was right so, up with Drake. Huh? She was right at Drake. Oh, yeah, she definitely was right at Drake in the In My Feelings video. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, any is there anything else uh, left to talk um, about this week? Or um, no, I don't know. Really? I, was, I was out of touch this week. I was painting all week. Yeah, um, painter man. If y'all need y'all, if y'all need y'all shit painted, get at my man Josh. This shit again. <laughs> you don't like painting, bro? Bro, that's all right, bro. You come. Do, all right, go ahead. Go paint by yourself, bro. I like to paint. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go paint a whole room, bro. I have um, before. Okay. Anyway. With, with help or without? No, by myself. Oh, all right. Go ahead, Kayla. My fault because you. No, one, I was just trying to wrap up before y'all kept bickering. Two, um, I know in the group chat we talked about wanting to put out some type of um, feeler for the ladies to see how they would want to be reached out to by someone or asked out or anything like that. So I don't know if we could like briefly talk about it now or you can add oh, yeah, it out. Whatever yeah, we can talk about it right now because uh, um, I think it's pretty short. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we could just kind of put it out there, and then if anyone wants to, they can reach out to either any one of us or just DM the podcast um, IG, like in general, and like respond back to us and just see like how they would want to be asked out by someone or how uh, uh, what was the other one? How guys can just like shoot their shot basically, or yeah. what they could put up on like their snapchat story because us girls will usually put up like a cute picture or like selfie or something and then hope for guys to like chat it so that we can start talking to them so then like what would be the guys equivalent like what do girls want to see up on guys snapchat pages or even maybe like an instagram story um like what would make girls want to like chat a guy and start a conversation with them he might have to cut this video out so we put it on our yeah. page. Yeah. I actually um I actually kind of like put up a, a poll on Instagram, I guess, the other day. And like it was Oh yeah, cool. that was about like getting work done though. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like stuff like that. We wanna we wanna get yeah, feedback yeah. from people with stuff Absolutely. like that. Um but like yeah, let me let me ask y'all like while we're here before we wrap it up, like um Josh, like if you had a girl and like she wanted work done and you had the bread, like you cutting the check. If this is like my check check, like my wife, or like this Yeah, bro. Like yeah, whatever. you out of all she people can't... finally decided to settle down. She is probably frozen out here. Calm yeah, down. she she she's some type of important to you. Because you were pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> um ah. She, all right, hold up. She, like, she's not leaving me. Like, I, she with me. Like, that's my ride or die. Yes, bro. Oh, oh, you gotta, it's your wife. She ain't going nowhere. Yeah, then yeah. Then yeah. All right. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would do it. Yeah, I would. I would. Do it. 
I would do it for <laughs> I would do it for a John that like I was just with at the time if I had to oh, be on the <laughs> It is what it is. If, if she leave, I'm going to be like a sugar daddy. You know what I'm saying? Listen, my man James Harden <laughs> be buying bitches Birkins. That's the level I want to get to. <laughs> he work, he plays in the NBA. You know. Listen, I'm going to touch a B before I die. You tripping. That's you should. All right, Kayla. Now, the mm. flip side of that question was if you wanted some work done and your dude told you that he don't want you to get some work done, what you doing? Um, I mean, honestly, I'd probably just do it anyway. Like if it's something that I want done, then, you know, and I have the money and everything to do it, then I'm going to do it. Like, period. It's my, my body. If you really don't like it that much, then there's the fucking door. You can go. Like, <laughs> I we don't love, know why it would be that deep. We love to see it. Hell yeah. Uh, well, you know, we're going to get into this a little, a little deeper next time. <laughs> As we bless you, as we post, as you know, as we post more of these questions, we definitely gonna try to like figure out and just see, just see where y'all heads at and uh, discuss some of the responses we get to these things. Because I do think, I do think people's uh, opinions on these these kind of topics are very like they're they're cool to see like how people think. To be honest, like I just think. We can even like read the responses and stuff. Um, We've done this before, so I don't want to see no music or none of that shit because that's why we got away from it. Yeah, like I, <laughs> I definitely, I definitely want to get back to doing like the Q and A's because um, it is definitely fun to interact with the people who like who actually, actually listen. Listen, yeah, yeah, for sure. So I feel like um, it like makes us like closer with them, so in that way they're like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm actually like a part of the podcast. And like a part of like the episode. Yeah, exactly. So as always, this has been another edition of the Socially Distant Podcast. One more time, we wanna wanna thank Chap and P for coming on here. Also, um, if y'all listen on Apple, uh try to leave a rating. Um, I don't I really don't care like what you leave as long as you leave a rating. I know it's probably gonna be four or five stars because that's how confident I am in our product. <laughs> But um, that's kind of how we get, like, more visual as far as, like, being noticed and everything like that. So definitely, like, uh, rate us and even leave a comment. Um, I was going to say comments definitely help, too, because then if people are scrolling through, seeing that not only do we have, like, four or five stars, but we have comments on it, too, Mm -hmm. saying, like, oh, like, it's entertaining. They talk about all kinds of stuff and whatever. I'm sure that's what people want to see when they're trying to decide on listening to a podcast. Um, also, new listeners, uh, follow us um, on Instagram. Oh, we got six ratings? Yeah, we got five. We got a five-star rating? That's lit. Um, follow us on Instagram at, at the Socially Distant Podcast and on Twitter at Socially D Pod. Um, make sure y'all tuning in, subscribing on YouTube and all that good stuff. Um and share it, man. Share the podcast. We trying to we trying to grow our audience, and the only the only way we could do that is organically. So that means if you listen and you like it, share it with your friends that you think may like this, man. Because um, it, it, it's really important to us that we grow an audience, and, you know, and we want to be in touch with our audience, man. So definitely, this has been another edition. Uh, peace out. Bye. Yeah. Bye.